0: Good morning, Morning, Media Menu. I'm Jason Boe, the editor, with publishing blog, Gally Cat, and your host for the next five minutes. And I'm also joined by a special guest from the world of publishing. I'd like to welcome Sarah Weinman. She's the news editor from Publishers Marketplace, a former Gally Cat editor, and uh, also the author of a br- or the editor of a brand new collection called Troubled Daughters, Twisted Wives: Stories from the Trailblazers of Domestic Defense. Good morning, Sarah.
1: Good morning. Thanks for having me on, Jason.
0: Yeah, I've been watching this whole collection develop over Twitter and uh, through your Tumblr post. It's really been great seeing it come together. My first question for you is, is for the people in the audience that maybe haven't read many of the voices included in your story, why, why do these early trailblazers in domestic suspense matter now? Why, why should people be reading them now?
1: Well, I think, and this only really developed after I was putting the collection together, but I feel like I have... Uh, Gillian Flynn to thank in a big way for helping to frame how to talk about this collection because Gone Girl, I feel like, is an unconscious descendant of the writers who are in my anthology. So to kind of like backtrack a little bit, um, we all know about what I think of as like the golden age of mystery, people like Agatha Christie, Marjorie Allingham, Dorothy uh, L. Sayers. And, of course, we also know about the great ma- towering male figures of mystery and suspense, people like Dashiell Hammett, Raymond Chandler, James M. Cain. But what I found is that there was a whole generation, loosely between about World War II and the mid-1970s, where there are all these excellent women writers. They were critically acclaimed. They won Edgar Awards. They sold very well, sometimes incredibly well. And yet, when we talk about the genre at that time, we tend to gravitate more towards their male counterparts. So what I wanted to do was kind of put a larger context and look at their work as America in particular was changing, and women were becoming more active, were, uh, feminism was becoming much more prominent, and things were really changing. And I thought, well, what if we go back to the work and see what was happening here? So in certain instances, there are authors that you will have heard of. The collection opens with Patricia Highsmith's first ever published short story. There's a great story by Shirley Jackson. There are some other authors who are just kind of coming back into the public consciousness, people like Dorothy D. Hughes or Charlotte Armstrong or Margaret Millar. And then there are some other authors who I think have really been unjustly neglected, people like Joyce Harrington. The story in the collection was her first and it also won the Edgar Award for Best Short Story or people like Barbara Callahan who never published novels and thus didn't really have a chance to become as part of the mystery world because short stories don't necessarily have the same staying power as novels do, although that can be regrettable as well. So I hope that kind of offers a little bit of an insight into how the collection came together. There are 14 women, and uh, I really hope that more people will read them as a result of this collection.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of this genre, as as you probably know. But I I had there's so many voices in here that I hadn't read. So I I guess my next question is: Is if someone's a passionate reader like you and has discovered some voices that have been mostly forgotten, how did you go about this process of actually pitching a book, a a collection? How how did this first come together? Your idea to actually finding someone to publish it.
1: So troubled daughters, twisted wives emerged out of an essay that I published in. Um, I was approached to write a piece for their themed issue, which was called The Mysterious, by their now executive editor, Michelle Wilgen. And I had just been thinking about some of these neglected women writers. Um, I believe I had just started reading Elizabeth Sante Holding, who has a long novella in this collection, and also Celia Fremlin, whose first novel, The Hours Before Dawn, is a perfect example of domestic suspense, as as it is about... a woman who's essentially suffering from postpartum depression. She has two young kids, and a brand new baby, and a husband who just condescends to her all day long. And then they take in a lodger, and just weird things start happening, and she wonders if she's starting to go mad. Um, So as a result of starting to read some of this work, I thought this would be a great piece for an essay. I wrote it. It was well-received. And then I ended up having lunch with an editor at Penguin, whom I knew through my day job. at Publishers Marketplace reporting on publishing. So I was there in a completely unrelated capacity. And I just happened to start talking about these women writers and the essay written and just feeling that they were so neglected and so underappreciated. And he looked at me and and was like, there may be a collection in this. Why don't you put something together? Um, So it took a little while. I had to come up with a proposal. And then I had my agent send it. And we all did the deal. And that was in the end of 2011, and here we are in the fall of 2013. So it shows you that even an anthology takes a very long time to uh, be put together and, and end up published.
0: Hmm. That's fantastic. Um, we also, I, I think, it's fascinating to discover once you have a, you're putting a book together like this. How do you work out the rights, and what's the process like to actually make sure you get the stories that you want for a collection like this?
1: So it's it's a mix of things. One of the things that most interested me about putting an anthology together is I did want to learn about the process of permissions. It's a very important function in publishing. We think of it a lot in terms of securing music rights or quotes from poems. Sometimes those little snippets can be extraordinarily expensive. But it was a good way for me to kind of learn the process, and then also an exercise in the art of negotiation. There were a couple of instances when I would go through um, essentially my template of what rights I needed and what base fee I would want to offer, and then the agency or the rights holder would come back with something else based on their own calculations, and I would go, well, I'm not sure we can make this fit in with the permissions budget, but let's talk and figure it out. I feel like I learned a lot about the art of successful negotiation in terms of having to give a little, in terms of having to take a little. Um, so um, it, on the on the sort of, I guess, administrative front, that's kind of what was going on. In terms of selecting the stories, uh, that was a matter of hunting through old issues of Ellery Queen mystery magazines, old issues of magazines that no longer exist and are essentially sitting in dusty archives of the New York Public Library or through more recent anthologies. In many instances, uh, these stories are appearing uh, for the first time in decades, and I believe all but a couple, uh, it's their first appearance in e-book. So in many ways, it's not just reintroducing the authors, it's bringing these stories back for a new readership.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, once again, we're talking to Sarah Weinman about her new collection. Where can people find you online, and then what, what sort of activities are you doing to promote the book?
1: Um, well, officially they can find me at Um I've also created a companion website for the anthology at domesticsuspense.com, where I've been uh, updating with news and upcoming events, and content related to the piece. So as of today, when we ta- we're talking, I've recently put up an interview with the family of Barbara Callahan to kind of get to know her a little and have readers understand what it was like for her to publish as she was also raising five children. And I thought that that mm-hmm. was a, a very interesting tie-in to the theme of the anthology. I'm also very very active on Twitter. Uh, my handle there is Sarah W. Um, and I have a, a presence on Tumblr that's a little more occasional at Off on the Tangent. And uh, lately I've been more active on Facebook as well, so I feel like I have most of uh, the main social media domains covered look late.
0: All right. Well, I hope some of our readers check out the collection. I can't tell you how many new writers I've discovered thanks to you.
1: And uh, thanks for stopping by. My pleasure, and I'm so glad that uh, you've been able to meet a lot of new writers in print as a result.
0: All right. Well, we'll, hope we'll have you back for your next book,
1: and everybody should tune in next
0: time for another edition of the Morning Media Menu. Until then, good morning and good luck.